For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Joe Davis. This is Josiah Gray. I'm Jock Peterson. Hey, this is Ross Stripling. This is Tony Gonsolin. This is Buster Olney. This is Adrian Gonzalez. Hi, this is John Hartung, and you're listening to Blue Heaven. 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 And you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast i gotta double push the buttons that feels louder than normal what is going on dodgers nation nine my name is clint and you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram good recovery there guys my name is brooke you can find me at brooke me three on twitter and instagram on today's show baseball is back we are officially in cactus league mode the first game kicked off yesterday the second one kicked off today two and oh baby baseball's back we're alive we're well we are uh we made it um cold it's a little chilly a little chilly today we also got to talk about uh, there's a number of things. Gavin Lux's friend Trevor Bauer made his uh, made his Dodgers debut today, being Monday. We also got to talk about Gavin Lux, the uh, the new boy, uh, the new boy playing second all season long. I don't know. Okay. We're gonna talk about DJ Peters. I see I see Tim in the stream. We got to talk uh, a bit about uh, your boy Kenley today. Looked good on Monday, so we got a whole lot. We got a giveaway to uh, button up and announce a new one. So there's a whole bunch of stuff today. We also, I want to, right at the top of the show, talk about our sponsor for today. JG over on Periscope, checking in from the 909 IE. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, my, my hometown. That's my home of place of birth. We don't need I to don't, talk actually, about... Actually, I was born in Orange County. We don't right? need to talk about bad things. No, yeah, IE is <clears> a good place to live if, you know... Uh, <laughs> if you don't live there. I, I, I don't want, I don't want uh, you know, Roach to... to hear me talk poorly of his homeland anthony on periscope says manscaped it adds to the spin rate ah that's good yeah i like that more it feels louder than normal it's just you uh leslie taylor friend of the show checking in over on facebook says go dodgers leslie good to see you again hope you are doing well uh hey charney on youtube says hey which is funny because in her username it says hey 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 it's hey uh, the Frosty Dealer. Did you get the Frosty Dealer in there? Just a reminder that Dodgers are your 2020 World Series champions. Didn't uh, didn't Bauer talk about that today in his scrum? That it's it's legit, just like his Cy Young or the Frosty Dealer. Does that mean he sells Wendy's Frosties? Yes, that's a good deal. Fifty cents. Uh, yeah, he was basically like, hey, uh, uh, everybody else got the same chance in 2020. So mm-hmm. why is their World Series champion not legit? He was also at the same time defending his own interest, of course, when he's talking about his National League Cy Young Award. But in, in th- those two go hand in hand, I guess. Why yeah. Not? Why not? Well, he he personally calls the Mickey Mouse Award the Mickey Mouse Cy Young. Yeah, he has th- merchandise for it and all yeah, that kind I of stuff. I think he got he got enough he got attacked enough online <laughs> to the point where if you keep making fun of it yourself, it's really hard for people who are against you to make fun of it. It's a good tactic, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's why I always make fun of my face. Yes. Yes, it's a beautiful face. Yep. But uh, jumping into it, man, the game uh, the game today, I mean, do- the Dodgers look back to normal, put up 10 runs in only, what, seven innings, as they do. 
The, bat, <laughs> the bats were hot. They've only allowed four hits. Dodger pitching has allowed four hits all spring, two games. Um, Granted. What are you liking so far to these boys in blue? Well, uh, I, <laughs> the funny thing is that they're they're getting it done with, obviously, people who are not going to be a part of the team probably in in the opening day near future-ish, but mm-hmm. they're also getting it done with a couple of guys who are. So I think a guy like Zach McKinstry, a guy who's like right on the bubble, probably will make the team. There's a chance he doesn't, obviously. Guys like Matt Beatty, who are honestly running the risk of not making the opening day roster, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting thing. But I think it's just, I mean, it, you're watching these games and you're just kind of laughing because you're like, Usually, in any spring training game, the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, you're starting to see guys that you've never heard of, people that you will never hear of ever again, which is also true for the Dodgers, but they're really talented dudes, and you're just sitting there like, holy crap, dude, this is such a deep organization from top to bottom. Like, Obviously, we don't have a lot of names in the top 100 MLB prospects. We don't have a ton, but... The guys that we are seeing are so fully developed, and that just speaks to the Dodgers' development system, the way they focus on players, the way they hone mm-hmm. in on specific talents and specific tools. Just really impressive. It's really fun to watch. Really enjoyed it in the first uh, two games of these, this spring training, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the month. Yeah, our, our air quote worst guy we've seen so far is that Garrett Cle- uh, Clevenger. Clevenger. I'm going to go with Clevenger because there's an A in it. It's spelled Clevenger, but Roberts keeps calling him Clevenger. and so He's probably never talked to him. He has probably never <laughs> talked to him. That's true. He doesn't sound like he talks to a lot he, of his He hit the struggle bus a little bit. He loaded the bases, was, was definitely getting squeezed in game one, but he only walked out of it allowing a run because why not? He a beat. Yeah, why not? We just we have uh we have the endless amounts of talent. Talking about us, and the Dodgers are pretty good too. We have so much talent. Us. Yes. Tina G Man in the stream saying hello guys. What is going on, Tina? Aaron Riss on YouTube asking where is Ruiz? You want to let the fine people uh, know? Kbert is still uh, having issues with his visa, his mm-hmm. travel visa to the U.S., so he is still not able to get here. He has to go from Venezuela, I think, to the Dominican, Dominican. to somewhere else. Probably Mexico is the route that they usually take, and then Phoenix, back to Arizona the United States. on the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A., Northern California. That's the true. Warm. That's true. The girls are warm we up there. My sweet baby. Yeah. <laughs> Keep so, on rocking anyways, us, baby. He, uh, he is Sorry, not guys. here yet. There is no timeline for him, which uh, two games into spring training is not a good sign. He was not going to crack the opening day roster anyways, but not a good sign for Kiebert, who has p- consistently been behind throughout the course of his entire young career. He should probably... Uh, work on start working on those visas a little earlier. It seems to be <laughs> might, a reoccurring issue. Might help a yeah, little bit. A little there. bit. We got We'll get our guy on that, and their guys can talk to his guy, and etc. And we make no difference. Yeah, we don't have a guy. guy. I don't know that guy. Who's the guy? A Mastercard guy, but not a Visa guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I hate Bank of America, so maybe that's where he goes through. Today, the big one. Trevor Bauer made his Dodger debut. Looked a little amped, over amped in the first inning. You can see that with the eye test and Dave uh, Roberts, the Dodgers manager. Doing a little Eisen again. I haven't done Rich Eisen in a while. Um, he said, yeah, he was overamped in that first inning, came back, second inning. I don't know, man. I know you just moved, so I don't know if you have, like, internet or TV or running water. <laughs> I got all those things going on, yeah. I got a nice little setup to watch games. Uh, you could definitely tell he was a uh, quarter with, like, a sheet over you. <laughs> <laughs> he was missing high in the first couple of batters, and then he kind of settled in, got his groove in. He said there were no nerves, no butterflies or anything like that. He's like, I didn't even really have an adrenaline boost except when I – Apparently he channeled or uh, was uh, showing fastball to the hitter. And yeah, he did. I, a I didn't times. notice it until the well, at least I saw the, one. But right, I didn't notice it until I see it. But he said that amped up his velocity a little bit or his uh, uh, adrenaline a little bit. I didn't see it, but uh, it was pretty clear. I mean, you can attribute to a lot of things: first batter of the season, uh, first inning of the first outing of the year, whatever you Huge want to call contract. it. Contract, big, big old contract. But he looked good. <laughs> I mean, he settled in after that. Um, I think he was purposely throwing all fastballs at yes. first just to settle in a little bit. And, oh, dude, that curveball, it's, it was – for this early in spring and his first outing, yeah. that curveball was disgusting. It was, it was pretty nasty. I mean, yeah. this is the type of stuff – this is the type of stuff that we were talking about for a while where once we get to games, things can start to calm down a little bit. Right. And, and just let baseball happen. And, uh, I mean, one start, a few, day, a few weeks since he's signed – and, uh, you know, I mean, on on the merits of him being a pitcher, it's working, man. That that worked in this meaningless game. He didn't allow runs to the Rockies, you know, powerhouse offense. 
<laughs> over there in Colorado. They're be real competitors. Over yeah, there yeah. In they might they might win like three, four, maybe even ten games this year. So watch out for them. That rock show, man. Rocktober is not not gonna happen this year for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, definitely seems solid. Good mix of pitches in there. That second inning, uh, definitely locked in. Only threw 10 pitches to get out of it. It looked for a second like he was going to do the strut. Then he was like, why am I going to do that in spring training? Spring training day one. Yeah. But all all eyes were on uh, Trevor Bauer, and he answered the bell. uh, At a time where usually in spring training, you don't worry. You don't worry about the numbers. But when it's it's that amplified, when it's something that big, that important, all the money uh, involved – the the drama involving uh, the offseason and and his free agency and blah 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 you want to make that good first impression and and uh, he did so he did he did fine he answered the questions afterwards he's holding his vloggy cam and uh, you know what we'll see what happens with that I'm, I'm interested thought, in seeing the first real Dodger vlog I thought that was interesting I want to see that angle because we know all of the names that are on the other side of that camera and they are not. <laughs> Uh, made for TV. <laughs> I want some hot Bill Plunkett action. Oh yeah, Bill. I'm sure Bill was like, "What the hell is he?" On? Maybe he'll get that same deadpan, straight on stare like you got a Bill accidentally that Probably, one time. Yeah, yeah, where he's looking right into my soul, and I was like, oh, "I'm so sorry, Billiam." <laughs> he could see me. The other one, the other biggest name that happened um, today on the pitching side, Ganley Jansen. I mean, sure, your boy Catman. Catman do Mr. Tony Gonsolin looked looked good. He got the job done there. Uh, three three hit flyouts to your boy DJ Peters. We're going to talk about DJ later later in the show. So keep an eye out there. See a thumbs up, Blue Heaven from Dan on on the stream. Appreciate you there on YouTube. But um, Kenley made his first outing of the spring, second game, and once again he is out here early in spring games, which was not a normal for. Kenley Jansen, but he did it last year, and he put up, aside from one really god-awful outing, put up a very good year uh, in the regular season. What did you like out of uh, KJ74? Did you happen to catch any of his velocity? No, because they didn't show any. I did not. No, I, I was, was looking, looking around. for somebody to, usually a reporter, like, because yeah, there is usually a, you tweet it when we're there. When the we're games. there, yeah, yeah, because I can see it. It is really, I will say, I can't hold back ranch. It is very difficult to see the uh, radar gun up there on the scoreboard. There's a lot going on on the Arizona scoreboards. They got to get the sponsorships in, you know, uh, for get, grandma. get grandma to Arizona. Um, I, so I didn't get that this year. Didn't get any reporters who wanted to post that. Apparently, I'm the only one who's interested in that. Um, but he looked good. I mean, he. He hit his spots. He appeared to be hitting his spots to me, and that's the biggest thing that I look for with Kenley. I know a lot of people look for his velocity, but to me that's not nearly as important as where he's hitting his spots and whether or not his cutter is actually cutting. Uh, it's hard to tell from spring training spring training angles if cup, cut fastballs are actually cutting. So, I, I mean, I can't really tell you there. Dave says it cuts, but Dave is going to tell you that Kenley Ken, – D- Dave is the proud mom whose son has never done anything wrong in his entire life. <laughs> so I think in this particular case, you got to take it with a grain of salt when he's like, oh, the cutter cut, everything looked good, he hit all the spots. You kind of just got to take the eye test. For me, yeah, almost throwing an immaculate innings means he's attacking hitters. He's going right after them. He's not trying to dance around them at all. He, he was like he got all the spots. Attacking. Um, and I'm happy with that. I like what he's doing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, this is this is his 2017 year. He's coming back. It's, yeah. I mean, it's we spring have, training day. You know, his day one. So we have nothing to to overly praise yet, and we have nothing to to critique. It was a very good first outing. Again, against a very bad team. The, uh, he threw one. I think it was like his first pitch. It was a cutter, uh, inside cutter, and had a nice movement to it. He he broke off one pretty nasty slider. Yeah. Um. And and you know that was one of the things we learned that his throwing partner is Trevor Bauer. Bauer is a big guy and and learning how to shape and maneuver pitches a certain way. So, you know, you could say Kenley's pretty new to throwing that kind of breaking ball. He was learning it with, I think it was wasn't it Koufax a few years ago? They yep. started working on it. Koufax, Rick Honeycutt. They were trying to get him to try to figure out if it's going to be a slider or a curveball, whatever the hell it's going to be. It's almost like a slurve. It's a it's a true slider, but it, it curves down pretty hard. Um, somebody like Bauer helping out with that, and that, that's the positive sides of the clubhouse stuff that you get potentially with the 2020 uh, Mickey Mouse Cy Young Award winner. Um, but I, I, he checked off the boxes, uh, boxes for me today. Kenley uh, looked good. Dave agreed that he looked good. Um, I was kind of... I wouldn't say thrown off, but I wanted to focus for it real quick because uh, you know, as much as Dave praises his closer, like you're saying, he does have that mom mentality. <laughs> um, 
he was asked about uh, you know maybe last year co- uh, the COVID that Kenley got kind of you know kicking him in the ass towards the end of the season. Did he did he run low on on energy there? And as you noted just before we went live here, he, they've kind of avoided it. He did his best to avoid the question, but. Right. Um, was it Snyder? Our boy Jeff Snyder told us was was bringing that up uh, on this show a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you guys missed it, check out Jeff Snyder on Blue Heaven, and also check him out on Lockdown Dodgers every day. Mm-hmm. But that's something you know. Kenley's going to be too proud to say that anything went wrong. And that's his style, but it could be a thing. So hopefully, a year uh, more, or as I say, a few months more removed from all the problems coming up on a year, we get a better Kenley Jansen. It is a contract year as well. That's well said. I can't argue with that. No, not at all. It, I mean, we've said it in the past, too. We've said it in the past couple of weeks, especially. But, it, I mean, this year is unlike any other for Kenley Jansen in the sense of, number one, yes, contract year. But, number two, <laughs> this is the first year that he could be easy, easily replaced mm-hmm. uh, with relative ease without any – I mean, he could be this, – this won't happen, but he could be cut from the team entirely, and it wouldn't make a difference to the Dodgers, in my mind, because, no. of the, because of the talent that they have packed into the system, because of the number of guys that are already in the starting rotation that are going to be pushed back to the bullpen, which moves back everybody else, presumably – there's a lot of arms that could close out games this year. And I mm-hmm. think this is something that's been talked about for a long time oh, among us, me. among among people, is that the Dodgers should move away from the typical closer role. And Dave Roberts has proven to be open to the idea, not necessarily leaning towards the idea, but open to the, open to the idea. And I think that was proven throughout the course of the postseason. Yep. He is open to that. And I think that is something that the Dodgers will adopt post-Kenley Jansen, which I think post-Kenley Jansen will be after this year. I don't know that he necessarily comes back. I don't think that he does, but I think that they will adopt that non-closer specified rule mm-hmm. uh, or role, rather. So it's going to be an interesting year for Kenley. He's got, he's got a fire under his ass, that, to say the least. I mean, he's had it for a while, but this is like some – this is real fire. This is money fire. This is your next contract. This is if, you know, if he has a good year. Do the Dodgers look at bringing him back? Probably not, right. even if he has a fantastic year. And if he has a fantastic year, does he want to come back here? Uh, he's been moved out of that role a couple years in a row now. Fans have booed him a number of times at the ballpark. I mean, there there's – I wouldn't say bad blood, but there's varying there's levels of of, <laughs> of um, odd blood. I guess we'll say odd blood, odd yeah. blood, odd blood. You know that that Taylor Swift song. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty-six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home. Now I got odd blood. Yeah. Anyways, let's hit a few of the comments here. Um, Fernando saying Urias should be the closer. Uh, we get in trouble apparently with. Um, I said that and everyone got mad. I said Victor should also close out games too, but no one else agreed with You that. know who should be the closer? The last guy who gets the final out. Ah. Oh. Mm hmm. Whoever the hell wins it, that that's I'm cool with that. Um, Young Yi over on the uh, YouTube, anxious to see Knable and Brandon Morrow pitch. I I'm I'm very interested in seeing both of those guys. Uh, Knable was a lockdown dude uh, as recently as what 2018 it was the the Brewers closer when they were better. Yep, uh, blew out his elbow, came back, wasn't quite right. <clears throat> he's sorry, he admitted he's learning how to pitch again. Brandon Morrow had some time off, had some surgeries, feeling good. He says he's looking good, or they say he's looking good. Uh, If you were going to put some money on somebody, who's going to have the better year between Morrow and Kniebel? Uh, I'm going to go Kniebel on that one. It it is odd that they haven't talked about Morrow in the last couple days, like at all, which is interesting to me. But that's something that we'll have to follow up on tomorrow with Doc himself. Uh, yeah, we only get so long with Doc each day. Yeah, that's true. It is complicated. But I don't know. Knable is the guy who I've looked forward to from the moment that they swapped for him. Um, I did not think that they were going to make a trade for him. I thought he was going to be non-tendered and they were going to have to fight for him. But worked out well regardless. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think that he could be back to his top form. Uh, I mean, it's always tough to say whenever you're coming back from any sort of injury. And he's coming back from a series of them and arguably a pretty bad couple of uh, outings but towards the end of the year much better yeah looks looked a lot more sharper and i mean brandon Moore to me is more of a question mark just because of the fact that he hasn't really pitched since like at all 
June of 20, uh, 2018. He's made yeah. 30 appearances in his Cubs contract, which was pretty massive. Uh, I mean, a pretty massive deal for him. So yeah. in terms of what to expect out of him, I have honestly zero expectations out of more, which means he can only go up. He can only impress me. And anything he does will only impress me, and I'm looking forward to that. I forget that he's old. That is one he thing. Is, I do forget boy. that he is old. Yeah. Because he's been he, around. He doesn't seem like he's been around that long because no. obviously Dodgers fans got to see him for one year. None of us knew who the hell he was and before he that. He a lot of time in Toronto and, and Seattle, Seattle where careers go to die. Yep. So yeah. it's cold. <laughs> it's cold, and they try to make you start when you're a better reliever. Funny enough, they, it was noted that – Mark Pryor with the Padres is the one who told Brandon Morrow, hey, you should probably look into being a reliever. And then all of a sudden he was kicking ass with the Padres. Dodgers went and signed him the next year to a minor right. league deal. He kills it in 17. We go and get Pryor, I think, the next year. And then ho-hum, all the things that are magic and delicious. Uh, Luis over on YouTube says, Dodgers fan from Brazil, let's go Let's go to that back-to-back rings. Look at that. Mr. and Mr. Worldwide back out again. Brazil, <laughs> um, come on. Um, uh, let's... We're going to clap for Brazil. Thanks for hanging out with us. You know, uh, we should also clap for giving away a giveaway. Give away a giveaway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was that was my big thing. We are once again teamed up with our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles on our Instagram page. And we are announcing the winner for uh, – hold on. Can I do both buttons at the same time? For that, it's a uh, the 12-inch – replica trophy of the Dodgers World Series championship trophy. It it was a hot seller. I think there were none left when uh when it happened pretty early on or when it was dropped. But um yeah, we're announcing a winner. You got somebody? Clint, do you know how big 12 inches is? It's 12 inches. Uh winner of the 12 inch yeah, right. manscape that'll look right like a trophy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, I haven't used this. I haven't used that the winner while. of the World Series 12-inch replica trophy is Veronica at Veronica Jasmine over on Instagram. You get to display this wherever the hell you want. I don't care where it goes. Uh, it's yours. We'll send you a DM on Instagram. You have 48 hours to respond and claim your prize, or I will uh, send it to Rob Manfred, who will use it as a piece of metal or something of that He's going to melt it down. Exactly. Uh-huh. Next, we have... Uh, uh, it, this is the second time we've given one of these away, and I think it's it's a more appropriate time now because spring training is happening, and uh, there's a noticeable void at at uh, Camelback Ranch in Glendale, and that is one Mr. Tom Charles Lasorda. So we are giving away next with our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles, not a graft. Tom Lasorda, Mister Mister Dodger, I guess you could say himself, number two in the ball flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying here, guys, but well, we're giving away an autograph ball. Follow us, that is at Official Dodgers Nation on uh, Instagram. Follow at Elite Sports Collectibles 1 on Instagram. You're going to tag a friend in there, and, um, you know, you can win that ball. Just uh, actually tag two friends, and then we're going to pick a winner next Monday. Um, thank, thank, thank you for – thanks for stopping by, guys. <laughs> if you have trouble there, Chief. Yeah, Roach got me, man. He's <laughs> an average size World Series trophy. Guys, you really, uh, you really need to be in the oh, comments man. for these things. Yeah, I don't know why you guys watch us. Just watch the comments. Uh, <laughs> our boy Doug McCain. It's fun with Doug last week. We're gonna make sure we get Doug in here more often. Doug's in the stream saying Matt Davidson for closer. So, quick history lessons for everybody. Matt Davidson is a uh, is an infielder. He's played a lot of third base over his career and uh, and other positions. And more recently, he's kind of dabbled in some pitching. I guess he's kind of coming to L.A. sort of as a two way player, but not really. But kind of they they addressed it to him. That one's mine, right? Yes. And um, well, media. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Media today asked him like. Like when he, every possible pitcher question in the world, it was the weirdest thing. Like I didn't expect him to dig in that much so on like, have you thrown bullpens? How, how fast do you throw? What is it like, dude? He's probably not going to make the roster, boys. Well, they're like, this Come is on. the only interesting thing about this guy. So we really got to dig into this side. Ball. They were like, hey, do you hit balls far? And he's like, yeah, sometimes. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was there. He uh, he <clears throat> he he hit the game-winning home run, the go-ahead home run in game one. I don't expect him to make the roster, and I don't expect him to make the roster as a uh, as a two way player, as a pitcher. Like, imagine you're 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 Tony Gonsolin, and you're in AAA, and you get some washed up infielder 
taking your damn innings at the big league level. I might have some things to say. Big mad. Yeah. Big mad. At me, bro. At me. That is goose with four O's 15 on He would Twitter be like, Instagram. trade me right meow. That's what he would say. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> tell, tell, tell people things. You know what? I'm, I'm letting you do the next transition. No, I like transition lines. <laughs> I like listening to you talk about nothing and everything all at the same time. I'm great at it, right? It's filling fill the void. Yeah, you're real good at filling the void, dude. Congratulations. Uh, all right, look. I'm <laughs> not going to make it through this show. Look, guys. Gavin Lux had a bad year last year. Ooh, wait. You have a thing for that. Why would you not press the button? Because I'm faster yeah, than the button. That's true. You're faster than the button. There's no sugarcoating. 2020 was a really uh, shite year for yeah. Gavin Lux. He, he, he was late to summer camp. Maybe COVID-related, maybe not. He didn't really want to tell anybody why he was late to camp. Um, and that's his own personal business, and we won't bother him with that. But obviously, the late arrival hurt him. He didn't start the year with the team. He fell way behind. He looked lost in his first couple of summer camp games, the few that he actually got to play in. Looked bad, like really bad. Yeah. We talked about it a lot. Uh, he responded to us. <laughs> it was a back and forth. Uh, we have now since we have now since uh, settled our disagreement and we are now buddies, uh, sort of. Yeah, but friendly. I mean, he, gets it. he he didn't look great. I mean, there's a lot of things about him that were working against him. He admits, like, hey, I just had a really bad year. A lot mm-hmm. of things were working against me. But he talked a little bit with our friend David Vasse about the just kind of the bad taste that the season left for him last year. Thinks he's working on what the offseason did for him, how he reset himself and restarted. And I think we're going to see good things out of Gavin Lux in 2021. Let's hear Gavin talk about it himself. How would you describe the vibe in spring training for you this year compared to years past? Yeah, I think this year, I think I feel like me personally, I have a, a little more to prove, I think. Um, obviously, 2020 was not uh, a great year for me personally. Uh, so I think I just have, I have more to prove now and, and I want to go out there. I just, I'm anxious to start playing. Uh, I think I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth a little bit. So I'm looking forward to starting. Looking forward to starting. This was recorded a couple of days ago. They just dropped it today. But he's he's looking forward to getting games going. He did. He played he did. on Monday. Today. Today's Monday. Look good. He did. I mean, he Looks went out smooth. <laughs> the fact for me, and this was a big thing. He went after the first pitch, and it was a strike, and he hit it and got a base hit off of it. That was a really good sign for me because it, last year, specifically in the few plate appearances that he got, I think he only ended up with like sixty at bats or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He would look at strikes right down the middle chase after balls in the dirt and then look at a strike right down the middle and he'd be done and that would be it for him and he just looked like he was uncomfortable in the batter's box he looked like every pitch that was thrown at him he was completely guessing and had no idea what was happening and Mm -hmm. no idea what was going on but now he comes to the plate looks confident his stroke looks pretty solid mechanically sound yeah i think dave roberts has talked in the past where he's like hey there's a lot of parts to gavin swing a lot needs to go right in order for it to go smoothly Um, but when it does go smoothly it goes really well and so Tough to say after one game, but he sounds more confident. He sounds more on track. He sounds more like himself. Uh, it sounds to me like they are giving him the second, the starting job at second base. <clears throat> it's his to lose. Uh, he's he's a blue. He's a a former blue chip prospect, and you don't get that kind of uh, you know recognition around the league without being very good. Uh, he makes this team better. He gives. Chris Taylor, the the opportunity to fill both the Chris Taylor and the Kike Hernandez role, right? To so you see whoever the hell gets that that other spot. If it's going to be Zach Attack McKinstry, if it's going to be uh, Matt Beatty, uh, you you got to assume that Eddie Rios is going to be on here. And, and keep in mind, it's only going to be a twenty six man roster this year, so you're not going to have a lot of you know just dudes hanging around on the bench. On top of that, there's no DH, so you're not going to get a lot of at bats. Um, you know, bouncing around, you're going to see, you know, probably <laughs> there's going to be like two spots. You're going to, you know, spell JT a couple times a week, maybe, and and use the, not not as a true platoon, but use the left field spot between Pollock and a few of those other guys. But uh, when you're looking at Lux, yeah, I mean, it feels like it's, it's kind of right to say it's his job to lose. And uh, it should be that way, because if not, if he, he doesn't win it, you get his plug in CT. And then if he does... 
all right, cool. That's what you want. You want that that yeah, he's he's a speed burner. He he can play up the middle if his throws are right. And apparently he was working out all off season at Dodger Stadium, and not all, but most of the off season at Dodger Stadium on some of that stuff. Uh, so before we get to your points, uh, let's go. Them, yes, throw more back to Gavin Lux. Yeah, I think just working out at Dodger Stadium and being around Brandon McDaniel's every day, Rob, uh, our RBS, our hitting coach. Um, other players, Chris Taylor's out there. I mean, you know, it's just it's a better opportunity to to, to be with guys who you're going to be with during the season, guys who are really smart, uh, who care about you getting better. So for me, it was a, kind of a no-brainer to be out there and and uh, getting my work in and uh, being with the coaches that I'm going to be with, obviously, this year and then in the future. So, yeah, speaking of the coaches, Dito Ebel was called. You know, too. Oh, my God, he was hitting me ground balls. We were grinding. He was throwing me BP. Can't forget. I'm actually sorry. I forgot about Dino. Dino's out there grinding too. <laughs> Don't forget Everybody. the shout out, man. Yeah, I can't forget Dino. <laughs> can't. He was the one telling me how great you looked out there. <laughs> He's the one who he was throwing BP like every day, hitting ground balls every day. So I can't forget Dino. I'm actually I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we won't forget him. But not only does he help you the baseball wise, Gavin. How much does he help you? get pumped up and the confidence every day and everything that you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's such a positive human being and uh, just him hitting ground balls. And then after just going through it and talking about it, and uh, he definitely has a, a way of making you feel really comfortable and um, uh, making you feel more confident and in, in being yourself. So uh, I love Dino to death and, and he definitely gets out there and grinds with us. So he's the man. I mean, we all love Dino to death. Yeah. Oatmeal Dino. Hell yeah. Oatmeal Dino, but um, that's to me that's great to hear that he was out there. He was putting in work at Dodger Stadium. He he acknowledged that it was a bad year and and it looked like it humbled him. Yeah, I mean, he he is he's one of those guys that's just been so good at every level that he's ever played at, and with that comes a lot of different things. You get a little bit of an ego boost that comes along with it, and sometimes mm -hmm. that turns people into a dick. I mean, it's just going to happen. I'm not saying that's what happened with Gavin Lux in particular, but when you really get knocked back to the ground and knocked on your back and realize, like, hey, I actually have some work I got to do, I think that makes you a better player overall. When you get to face that sort of uphill battle and challenge that really makes you question, like, hey, what what is deep down within me? I have to dig for this. Like, do I have this in me? And I think that's what happened to him this offseason. I think he had to look back and be like, look, I mean, I was like a 400 hitter at the minor league level. Like, I'm that good of a ball player. And everybody knows that. I know that. But am I that good at the big league level? I think that it's going to be really good for him to have that rebound. I think going through that obviously sucks. But I think long term it's going to be good for him and good for his career. I do. I, I've already said it before. I think he's going to be one of the top second basemen in the league this year. Um, and I got a lot riding on that. <laughs> Obviously, if it goes wrong, no, you know, no, no big deal to me. I, I didn't lose it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, it, I can see that it's Gavin Lux season. This is his time. Yeah. Uh, and if not, uh, that that's it. That this I don't I don't see him getting another opportunity with the boys in blue. It, usually, it's if you go if you stretch it out the three different seasons, you can give that wash in twenty twenty. I think. I think Tim Neverett said in game that he that he uh, Lux had COVID last year. That was never actually announced by right. him or the team. That's just people have speculated as much. We're not going to say he has. I I always avoid saying he did, but um, <clears throat> I mean part of it kind of lines up. It, things just never really worked out for him, and, and he was it was a constant uphill you know battle for him that he could never get out on top, especially in such a short season. And you know you get somebody like. Like Max Muncy, who while well, the power was still there, you know, he did knock twelve dingers. The, the bat to ball wasn't there, and but he he's earned that leash, and that's why he stayed in the games. And eventually, it paid off in the World Series. But you know, uh, Lux talked to uh, to Dave Vasse, and and by the way, shout out to our friends uh, over at AM five seventy for hooking us up with those videos. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. It's at AM five seventy LA Sports, I believe is the full thing. You guys know them, and if not, uh, just just search it. You'll find it on our on our Instagram as well. But he he had noted. Um, Something that I completely forgot when I did a plug for AM570 because I want to make sure people are following them. You know, they're going to be doing good stuff all year. But, uh, yeah, Lux, et cetera. Kevin points out that Lux will win the not-quite-rookie of the year in 2021. It's a damn it's a good, good point, award. Kevin. It's one of the finest awards. Congrats on your house, by the way, Kevin. Kudos. 
bitch ass house. <laughs> no, it's like zero reason what's going on, Kev. Good to see your name through his mouth. Anyway, mouth. Yes. Yes. There's 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 opportunity for Gavin to make a big difference. He's going to. He's not in that that bucket of of dudes like McKinstry or or Beatty or even Eddie Rios that are fighting for a spot. I think. He's fighting for a starting spot, not just a roster spot. Right. And, and yeah, he had yeah. talked about it today also with um, with Dave saying, like, somebody's got to step up. We all have something to prove. All of them do have something to prove. And uh, you, you hope that that Lux does figure it out with this uh, this spring. He's got They have 27 more games to figure it out, 31 days as of now to opening day. Shout out Brandon League for, for number 31. Uh, Dave talked about Gavin after the game. So let's hear a little bit about Dave, or from Dave about Gavin. Um, I think with Gavin, it's uh, it, it's a natural progression. I think that's one part of it. He had a really good winter, and uh, the start um, has been really good. The consistency of his work, um, you know, you have to understand that there was a ten day, two week, three and a half week layoff, um, intermittent of spring training and spring training two point So that puts a guy behind the eight ball. But um, he's worked real hard to be consistent. And uh, he's in a good spot. Did he need to change anything about his swing, or was it just a matter of refining? I, I think it's more of just, you know, all he's known is consistent playing time, consistent work. And there's a lot of things going on with this swing as far as timing. And uh, the more consistent he plays, you know, boats better for him in the batter's box. And so um, I don't think there was much of a mechanical change. Do you think there was a mechanical change? <laughs> Uh, look, man, I don't know anything about baseball, so good call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he looks good. He looks confident. The stroke is there. Uh, we all know the talent's there. That's, that's never been a question. It has never been the question that the talent is there to whether or not he's going to be able to execute it throughout the course of the year. The Dodgers are in a really unique position to where they don't need Gavin Lux. But if he happens <laughs> to be one of the top second basemen in, or in all of baseball, holy crap, dude, you talk about a powerhouse lineup. If he can hit to the, to the level of the potential that he has, That'd be a hell of a lineup because you get you're talking about Gavin Lux uh, right now. You're talking about Gavin Lux hitting eighth in the lineup, yes, which is wild because in any other lineup where you have a top prospect like that or a former top prospect like that, he's going to be a guy that's featured in a lineup rather than a footnote of the lineup. And right yeah, now, well, that's what he is. I mean, that's that's just the the absurd depth of this lineup. You got you got Mookie and Seager at the top. You're probably going to see JT batting three. You're going to see Max Muncie or you know the 2019 NL MVP batting fourth or whatever the hell it's going to be. Where do you bat uh, uh, Will Smith? Where do you bat somebody like Lux? Where do you bat somebody like, oh, A.J. Pollock, who, by the way, was tied for the team lead in in homers last year, what, one or two off from from the NL lead in homers? A lot of um, – this is deep. That lineup is a deep boy. Oh, and Eddie Rios is just chilling on the bench, big dong power. <laughs> Why not? Let's let's go. LFG right there. But um, – See somebody right, Fernando saying Lux is going to drop a twenty-five homer season. Somebody like Lux also, he's going to get time. He's going to get uh, the opportunity to to hit both sides of the plate. He's not; they're not going to throw him in that reduced platoon role right away, right? Because somebody like like CT is going to get playing time around. You know, I mean, let's be real; it'll be a full season. Corey's probably good for one little like hamstring injury or something like that. He's going to see some time there at short. Uh, he's apparently playing some third base more on CT in a little bit, but um, yeah, this is it. This is the year for Gavin Lux, and if not, well, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funny thing, or not the funny thing, the cool thing is it seems like almost universally across the board, fans are like, yeah, we want to see him get his chance. Like we want to see, we want to see Gavin Lux be in there on a daily basis. We want to see him get the runway that he deserves. He's earned it. He's fought for it. He's proved himself throughout the course of the minor. He's taken a really similar path that Alex Verdugo took throughout the course of his minor league career. Obviously the Dodgers ultimately did, couldn't find a spot for him long-term and, and faced an opportunity that they couldn't say no to by trading him for Mookie Betts. Um, so I get that, but he's taken a very similar course where it's been like, hey, we don't really need you, and we're not going to force you into a position to where we need you, and we're not going to just give you a starting job. So hit at the minor league level, and we'll talk again next season. And that's kind of been the case for him. I mean, he's yeah. put up ridiculous numbers every single year to the point where you're like, he is ready. He's ready. What What's happening? And then he gets his opportunity, gets pushed back a little bit. It happens. I think this is the year for him. I think we're going to see big things out of him. I will stay 
with my prediction that he is one of the top second basemen in all of baseball this year. And you heard it here third, for, uh, folks. Third, fourth. Forks. <laughs> heard it here third, Forks. <laughs> we got a rip Doogie from Anthony in the uh, in the stream. Jose Rod saying uh, Mookie over Doogie. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not part of the question. <laughs> we, we we like Alex Verdugo. Red Sox fans say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was a fun player, but, you know, now that, that isn't that uh, Jared Carabas' favorite player? He uh, has to be. Yeah, anybody who who can get him away from talking about the Red Sox is, <laughs> is ideal because he doesn't care about his Red Sox anymore. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty-six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. <laughs> Bring them home. So, guys, uh, drop some some comments. What do you guys want to talk about from uh, spring training so far? Again, it's only been a couple of days, but we also heard more more from the team and all that. We'll break down what you guys want to talk about. We have a few things we want to talk about so far, uh, a few notes, things we've seen at spring training. Uh, I wanted to get your, your hot take on this. Uh-oh. Are the uh, baseballs, like kind of noticeably not traveling as far or are we just thinking too much about it this is a thing that happens in spring training a lot because it is a new year we kind of forget that the balls aren't don't always travel like we think they're going to travel at spring training arizona is a different animal if you guys have ever been to arizona there is a lot of shit going on in arizona all the time uh we're not sponsored by them this year so we can talk shit on arizona there's a lot happening it is a rough place to be it's hot as hell sometimes the wind tends to gust like not just like Mm -hmm. it's a windy day it's like a still day and then there's a giant gust of wind out of nowhere and you're like what is that plus there's this there's this fish restaurant on yelp that says it's open 24 hours and that was a lie it's not it's It's called okay fish okay fish (laughs) it's called okay fish (laughs) Not 24 hours, not cool, not a sponsor. So I've heard the conversations of, hey, the, the I feel like the, one of the balls hit off of Trevor Bauer, in my mind, was going to go out Yeah, in their first inning. The, it looked like uh, yeah. it was going out the third out. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant route from Luke Rayleigh, I think it was in left. I don't know who it was. Rough but. day out there, man. Rough day with the wind. It's tough, yeah. to, tough to track it down, but... I, I don't know. It, you know, we're still going to have to. And, and as Anthony points out, Arizona is Satan's armpit. It's either that or Barstow. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, it's it's close call, close call. But the weather's weird. The ball travels differently. It's something that we're not used to, obviously, because we're more we're used to more consistent conditions in in major league stadiums, just in general. But mostly Dodger Stadium, more consistent conditions there. The ball kind of flies the same mm-hmm. any day of the week at Dodger Stadium. So right now I'm not ready to be like, oh, the balls are making a huge difference quite yet. The the feedback from the players early on is that we still can't tell. We still don't know when the balls are being mixed That's in. That's because a lot of the times in spring training, you don't know what the hell ball is in there. Exactly. You don't even know what's – it's just, you know, you could have a ball from like 2013 in there. Like, like them, just, that just made it through. It's going to be one of them practice balls or this Dodgers 50th anniversary ball or whatever the hell it is that's like – like half cardboard, you know, like old little league practice when they'd have the giant buckle bucket of balls, and uh-huh. one of them would be like the rubber tee ball that just made its way in. Yeah, that type of situation. Or the ones that you hit and they just immediately oblong. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout like, out Big Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones made out of like cork. Where you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I got a couple egg shake balls in my life. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, we're not gonna know for a while. We're not gonna know till probably like give it a good couple of weeks into the real season. Yeah, you, you'll you'll probably start to to notice some balls that should be flying out. But uh, I yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be tough to tell in in Arizona just because there's there's too many weird little variables to uh, to figure out. Hatfield says there are two armpits. By the way, one is Barstow. Ah, uh, yes, that's yeah. a good point. Yep. You gotta yep. think outside the bun. Also, know. not a sponsor. <laughs> I don't know what that makes Jacksonville, Florida. Then, but I'm not down with it. <laughs> uh, Richard checking in from Calgary. By the way, that's pretty cool. Thanks for hanging out with us, Canada. Well, thanks, eh? <laughs> uh, where did I saw another one. Uh, Ricky asking Ricky G two oh nine over on YouTube asking who's a young guy, young supple boy to look out for in spring training. Ooh. Peters Gray, Lux reemergence. So I mean, we've gone on about Lux. Lux. One? Uh, we know what you're going to get out of JoJo Gray. Uh, DJ Peters, let's dig into DJ Peters because that was the next topic anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> good timing on that one. I just I want to I open 
DJ Peters talk by saying, I think if anything else, uh, there, there's nothing, I, uh, I don't know how to set this up right. I want DJ Peters to be a big leaguer just because I want a player on the team I can call Deej. Deej. Because it's just I, I, it's such a stupid name to call somebody Deej. But it's also like, it's a really good baseball name. What's going on, Deej? Leslie points out that Dino's from Barstool. 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 <laughs> I hope Dino. They don't eat oatmeal at Barstool. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Dino. Didn't mean to. Uh, I just want him to be a big leaguer because of the fact that he would be like one of the biggest big leaguers in, in the world. He is. I a, mean, Aaron Judge is a big dude, but I think DJ Peters is bigger than Aaron Judge. D, DJ is a thick boy, man. Six two, like six six like, or six, no, yeah, six six, 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 six like two thirty. I saw a comment earlier in the in the stream saying like, how many you know six six two thirty white boys did the Dodgers have in the farm system? I, I think it was Tim Nevert that was talking about it uh, on the broadcast today, where he's like, he's one of those dudes that like. If he called any NFL team, they would be like, you can try out for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Show up today. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what you can do. But then he would need to grow the hair back, and that's a whole thing. He's a big dude. Let's let's just say that uh, he has shown power in the past. He's obviously everybody. I mean, anybody who's in the minor league system, anybody who's a part of the minor league system, if you talk about DJ Peters, people will just be like, oh, that dude can crush a baseball. And mm-hmm. that's a pretty consistent thing. He's another one of those guys that is the victim of being in a really good organization. Yes. Because in any other organization, he would have made a big league appearance by now mm-hmm. and there's just been zero opportunity for him especially as a big right-handed outfield bat with not a lot of speed but i mean he made that pretty sweet diving yeah, yeah you saw it he, he's, he's got oh he's got decent enough wheels he could make things happen something is happening there's noises coming from some apple watch said i needed to talk to you that's All what right. it said pretty much well let's have a conversation we got it. a live caller <laughs> go 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 for uh it was a crazy ira and the douche caller um dj made some really nice plays in that wind mind you uh, and center field center field is definitely one of the more wonky spots at camelback ranch you oh see gosh, yeah. you see some interesting plays and he made them look uh, he's made all plays so far look pretty clean. I, I will proudly say that I, I was the guy who put uh, Peters on people's radar this year, a- asking Doc a couple days ago, and Dave noted, noted he really does hope to see Peters make his debut in 20, uh, 2021 here. This is the most prime real estate he's going to get to at least get that cup of coffee. He's not buried by, by Jock anymore. He's not uh, blocked by Kike and his versatility anymore. Yep. There's that that need to have that right-handed bat, a right-handed power bat, somebody just to change it up because there's a lot of left-handed bats uh, that that are kind of projected for that bench. So uh, there's a lot of things to really like about him, and, and you don't you don't need him to be a uh, 300 hitter. You know, if you have a bench guy, if he could be the next Scott Van Slyke on the, uh, and I know Roach is going to enjoy a, an SVS shout out, but if he can be the next Scott Van Slyke on on the damn uh, on the bench, teach him a little bit of first base while we're at it. Hell, why not? Uh, it works out. You know, he struck out 192 times. In oh yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, K's like a mofo man. The dude like, strikes out a lot. Big power, big K's, big kid. Yum, yum. Yeah, he does everything big, that kid does. <laughs> Somebody asked us in the stream how tall we are, because I think we were talking about DJ. Like, we are like four feet. Yeah, right yeah. We're, we're about this tall. I guess you guys only ever see us sitting down. Yeah, I'm about this tall. I don't I don't. In the have morning, feet. I'm maybe like this tall. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Stretched out. Yeah. I was thinking about it. The next desk, Gary and I. I saw Gary earlier today, earlier today guys. But He's alive. Gary is alive. He's working hard. Uh, I'm thinking the next desk, we do a stand-up. We have a stand-up desk. Standy desk? Yeah. No, stand-up. Like, we're going to be like, what's the deal with, with peanuts? Like that? Yeah, that's it. Stand-up. Okay. Anyways, terrible show. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Dave, continuing on, DJ, uh, praised now, I think, twice in a few different days, praised the hell out of DJ Peter's work ethic. I don't know, uh, like, does that, it's got to mean something. I've never worked hard a day in my life, so I'm I'm not sure what that means. I I, I know this guy regretted leaving his cushy job for a while because there's like like oh shit I got to do things on oh, occasion. I didn't work at all there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shout I mean, out floor. The the fact that they uh, continually that's something that's not pressed all the time. Like that's not something that's always discussed in press conferences. That's not something that Doc brings up all the time when he's mm-hmm. talking about somebody's work ethic and their ability to commit to things. 
That's somebody who wants to be at the big league level. Yeah. That's somebody who knows they have the talent and they want to take whatever the next step is to get to that next level. I'm sure at this point in his career, he <laughs> is like, dude, I need to be a big leaguer by now. Me like he baseball up there. He's like, I can't keep being that guy where the kids come through and wave at me and then go to the big leagues and I'm still waiting here. Like, there's no reason for him to be. And so I get it. I understand that yeah. there's frustration there. He's going to work hard. There's been no vocal frustration that I know of from him, from anybody that we've ever talked to or anything yeah. like that. But. It's got to be frustrating, man. It has got to be. You think about how long we've been talking about him, and he's still only, air quote, 25. He just turned 25, uh, I think, in December or something like that. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is another guy who was kind of his last shot, but, you know, um, uh, I, I, will, say, I don't know if that 40 man is too protected beyond spring if needed. I, I will I will say I am very – he is one of the few guys where I look at it and I'm like, I don't know how you weren't traded by now. <laughs> There's a couple of dudes on the roster where they're still – or that are now on the 40-man roster that I'm like, I don't know how you made it past the prospect phase of your life. I don't know how you made it through any of this. I don't know how you made it through a Rule 5 draft, all of these things. <laughs> Uh, Edwin Rios and Matt Beatty being two other yeah. ones that yeah. I I would have predicted before they made their debuts that would have been traded, and they did not. They are here. Because um, they can play the infield. Uh, Tim Rogers points out, uh, our, our our resident minor league man that really wants to see a local boy playing with the Dodgers. That is cool. That is mm-hmm. a cool thing to see. Obviously, now we got Bauer. We have JT. Uh, that's, who are other local boys? Are there any other local boys? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Some, know. I don't know where these people live. I'm not a damn stalker. I don't know. I just know those two because uh, I don't. I don't at these people on the internet hoping that they notice me. JT went to my alma mater, and they only talk about Justin Turner and Tim Wallach there. So I don't know her. That's all they talk about. <laughs> They're like Justin Turner, Tim Wallach. I'm like, okay. So hopefully we do see DJ. I I, I called him as my. Uh, my like um, bold prediction that we're going to see something big out of DJ Peters this year. Probably going to be wrong, but I hope I'm not. I, I do like the kid. He's a nice boy. Austin Barnes and Joe Kelly. Gosh. They're still on the roster. Riverside boys. Come on. Represent. I love me some Barnes. Thank you, Lauren. I thought we were only talking about new Dodgers, you know, ones that recently signed contracts. Saved it. Yeah. Way to Hell save yeah. it for me. Thank you. We just say a lot of things on here and I don't, don't even, really pay attention. Even, we very seldom pay attention to each other. We talk about this all the time. But you know what? We're all here. We're all having fun. Don't ever ask me to repeat anything that I said on this show unless I'm reading one of your jokes or something like that. I pay attention to you. You're important to me. Dino's from Barstow. Barstow is that, See, Matthew from Facebook. Ma- Matthew from Facebook also went to Cal State Fullerton. He knows it's true. They only talk about Tim Wallach and Justin Turner there. Okay, I went I went to Rio Hondo, and they talk about Golf Evan Longoria. <laughs> Longoria. That's about it. <laughs> Evan Longoria. Not Eva, what but Evan. What a legend. Hell yeah, that's all Rio Hondo had. Road, Roadrunner's finest. And Clint. Yes, and me. Recovering them for like that one year. <laughs> <clears throat> Tina G-Man asks, how long is Pollock's contract? About uh, this long. But uh, Where's that 12-inch? Uh, there it is right there. <laughs> we inches. gave that. <laughs> no, uh, he has one more year and an option. Oh, sorry, well, this year plus next year. It was a four-year deal. This is his third year. One more. And uh, he can be a free agent after next season. So, um, yeah. That's, That's it. That was the only question. Yeah, That was that oh, one. I mean, twice today. Sir. We're having all of these issues. Yeah, Siri, you're going home. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Leslie asked him, did I visit him in prison? Who did I say in prison? I don't remember. I'm, I'm behind in the comments. Dino Evil. <laughs> Dino in prison? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> sure. Oh, OB asking, what's D-Train's role in the organization? He's special assistant. <laughs> special. I don't know what that means. Uh, every single special year. assistant I think that's, player development. I think that's uh, the Andre Ethier type of role. He's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's he's that's one of those guys. guys. Uh, I... I I don't know about you. I was very shocked to see that because uh, what is the connection? There is nothing. He plays baseball <laughs> or played baseball. He played baseball. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really funny. He was a rookie of the year. There have been rookies of the year on the Dodgers. It's yeah. so cool, man. Anybody who's old enough to have watched Dontrell in his heyday, that that dude was fun. 2003 Dontrell? That dude was fun to watch play baseball. Came up in 03, won it in his rookie year, won the rookie of the year, won the World Series. Dude, the dude could slug too. He was like, he's like the OG uh, left-handed forgot, uh, yeah. Mad Bum too. He yeah. could hack, dude could rake. But um, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a fun guy too. Like he's he's a he's a personality. So I hope they give him something. Um, I I don't think it's going to be very front-facing. No, 
I would love for that just because I think people deserve to see uh, some some Dontrell Willis in their lives on the daily. But uh, still to have somebody like that talking to your younger minor league dudes, that's cool. That's cool. He's he's a that dude's a guy, man. That guy's a dude. Whichever way you want to do it, however still you want to order. Still does a lot it. of uh, a lot of stuff. He does like Fox stuff. I think he does nowadays. Yeah, he was but... doing Fox. I think he was doing like NBC stuff for for NorCal or somewhere. Good personality. He also like loves to interact with people on Twitter, which is not something that you see every day from uh, a guy of his stature. So he's a big name. I think people forget that. I think uh, I like that people think we're uh, we're drunk. Now we're just it's just our personalities, dude. Guys, you have no idea how long of a day it's been. And, uh, this today has been a week. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were talking. I t- I text this guy earlier today at like what it was like noon, saying I can't out wait for that show beer today because <laughs> we just. <sighs> Gary's also messaging us during the show, so that's good. <laughs> Oh, hey what, Gary! If what you're is, watching, what does he want? I mean, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. He said right coming now. out, but that was a while ago. He knows I don't check my phone during the show. A mm-hmm. uh, couple more in here. I wanted to point out uh, a little update on Chris Taylor. Um, he's going to play a little bit more third base this spring, according to Dave Roberts. Uh, that shouldn't really be newsworthy until you look at his player card, <laughs> in which he's barely played any third base in his career. 25 games, nine starts, six complete games, two errors in like 100-some-odd innings, if if you're somebody who cares about that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Tim, our boy Mr. SD Dodger Tim Rogers had noted before, it's like there there is, and you'll know, I'll very much know as well because I'm bad at all of them, but there's a, there's a huge difference between third base and playing up the middle. It's just it, it's a different animal when it comes to uh, receiving that baseball, man, or seeing that baseball. Did somebody steal your news? Yeah. See what happens. Yep. That's why you don't tweet until you're ready to post. Yep. People just take my news sources all the time. He don't give sources. me any sort of credit and appreciate that deal, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, CT3, uh, going to play more 3B. Also out now with the neck thing because beds in Arizona are no bueno, I guess. Look, man, I, uh, everything in Arizona is bad. <laughs> I think I've already confirmed that. If you live in Arizona, uh, good, good, good job. I don't know. Look, man, I don't we like Arizona. Them. That's all I can tell you. I don't like Arizona very much. Uh, the beds are bad. The people are okay-ish. Spring o- training's good. And okay fish sucks. Okay fish? Is it really called okay fish? It's called literally okay fish. <laughs> Why did you try to go there? Because it, it was okay. It was in the middle of the night, and we were hungry. Right. And baseball was closed. So we were like, well, we have nothing better to do with our lives. Let's go try to get some okay fish. Mm-hmm. Show up at like midnight and... No K fish. No K. <laughs> we appreciate you guys when you hang out with us uh, through these kind of shows. Every once in a while, we like to have some fun. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be back to air quote normal and stoic because we, you know, we're real, we're real stoic when we do these kind of shows. Until then, find us on the internet. We are on DodgersNation.com. You'll see his name there. You'll see my name there. You might see Tim's name there. Why not? Uh, subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, all the spots. Your podcasts are available for free. Go ahead and grab them from there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Hit that bell. You will be so friggin' happy you did. Yeah, because then you get to see us all the time. And Doug. Doug, Doug. You really That's want the Doug. more important thing. Doug's He's the fun. face of the franchise. We're just uh, the feet of the franchise. I am at BrookMeek3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your jokes. Thank you for your Barstow comments. We appreciate those. We need them. We love them. Dodgers baseball is back. Spring training is in action. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Check out that giveaway. Bye. Giveaway. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, 
Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.